On today's podcast, we took a question from the audience, and I loved it. How do you guys create the output at the level you do without getting lost in the weeds? Well, I explained the magic sauce. I broke it down. I'm pretty excited about it. So without further ado, I'm going to let you get into the episode. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast, where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George Show, and I think this might be the first podcast I started out of breath. I just realized I should have waited a minute before I started, but I'm actively doing construction on the studio that I'm sitting in right now, and I'm running around and cleaning because there's a pink sofa getting delivered uh, in like an hour, a new refrigerator, new sound panels, and I'm making some upgrades, and so I uh, I was out of breath because I was running around, and now I'm, I'm going to stand up on the podcast and adjust my light because I forgot to do that a minute ago. So I am excited to be here today. I am excited to chat. And so today's episode is inspired by a question. Um, And this is actually a question we get asked a lot of the time. Uh, For example, right before we started our event a couple of weeks ago in Austin, I actually had a few people ask me this question. before the event, I said, listen, I'm going to answer this question for you. But if you still have the question at the end of the event, I will be shocked and let me know if you do. And every one of them came up to me and they're like, I get it. I understand. So the question is, how do you guys, meaning us, me, my team, implement at such a high level without losing sight of serving and our goals? And so the way that we take this question, Ashley reflected on this one for us, how do you guys create the output at the level you do without getting lost in the weeds? And I absolutely love this question. Um, And I've been talking about this a lot lately. Every one-on-one client, every coaching client, every friend, mentor, peer, business partner, we've all been reflecting on this because I've been really, really consistent with this for a great period of time and it's really working. And so this is something that's been really present in mind and I'm really excited to talk about it. So I'm going to break this down into what do I mean give some examples, break down why this is so important, and then tell you kind of how we do this in our company. And just for some context, you know, we have this podcast, we have courses, um, we have one-on-one clients, we have companies that we own that we actively consult in. We do events. I do a lot of podcast interviews. We're recording content. We're, we're doing a lot of stuff. And, and our core team is about three or four people. Um, and I'd say there's two really big key stakeholders and then a lot of support underneath us. And so I think the first part is just understanding that Ashley is my CEO and she is like my right hand. She's the reason this all works. But one of the reasons that we're able to stay so lean is we don't focus on to-dos, we focus on outcomes. And every idea is a great idea. It's just a matter of when. And so what we do is we understand at the core level our needle movers in our businesses, right? We know our needle movers for this podcast. We know our needle movers for social media. We know our needle movers for our coaching clients. We know our needle movers for our events, right? And so irregardless of our team, every single core function of the business, we know what moves the needle. And so 
irregardless of growing the business, just maintaining the business means that all those behaviors have to be maintained every single day, right? And so that alone keeps me out of the weeds with having that level of clarity. Once I have that level of clarity, then we move through those, protect those functions, and then we get into growth, right? We get into the next level. And when the weeds start coming in, because we focus on outcomes and we we have processes for our ideas, and I'm going to break them down on this podcast, we know kind of how to prioritize to get back in momentum. And here's the thing that I've been obsessed about, the thing that I want you to hear. Winning this game is getting back at bat as fast as possible, right? And so for me, I obsess about this. I feel like anytime I'm in, no, I'm not in momentum in the business, meaning like if I'm ruminating on a choice or I'm unclear, if I'm not actively doing something to get clear on that, it drives me nuts because I recognize the more aggressively I go into that thing that's broken or the more I lean into that thing that's not working or I push to make a change, the faster I'm going to learn and get the clarity that I need. And and I got stuck for so many years in this trap of like overthinking. And so, you know, for me, that's what this kind of feels like. And so, you know, we know, and I know it can feel super overwhelming to grow, scale, nurture, convert, retain, and serve. And so many hats bring so many ideas to the table, especially if you have a community that's giving you a rolling amount of feedback right back to you, which you do and we all do. And that's something I teach and I'm so dogmatic about. It can feel like a lot to hold and process. And what ends up happening is you find yourself reacting, which we actually talk about in next week's episode coming up and then feeling like you can't grow because your garden is too full already. And then we talked about this in the previous episode to this one. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you're going to want to go listen to that episode. So now, as you start to kind of prune out the weeds, cleaning out what doesn't serve you, you'll start to all kinds to flow back your way. Like you're creating space, you're changing behaviors. You're like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm recommitting to that. And so when you clean out the dam or backlog, all this new stuff starts coming in waves, right? What we're really doing is clearing the fog. We're doing a reset, right? It's no different than like if you've ever, you know, been in like a nine to five and then you take a vacation, you come back to your job being a lot more clear, right? Like you cleared the noise. Well, as entrepreneurs, we tend to live in the storm because the storm is our business. And all too often we forget to pull out and kind of clear that space and reevaluate what we have going on in that place. And so you want to be able to hold all of this feedback, hold all of this information, hold all of these ideas to create a higher level of output. And so what does that require from you in terms of systems, in terms of your workload? How do you mitigate it? So first, I'm going to mention another previous episode, which will be in the show notes, where I talked about the Eisenhower matrix, right? And the Eisenhower matrix was helping getting clear on the day-to-day on behaviors and choices and things that we do. Or you can use my podcast on the Wedge of Expectations, that you would be aligned to your future self or your vision that you aligned. And so you're going to want to grab one of those to get clear on your day-to-day. And so the more important thing to understand here is like when we think about output, what allows us to create output at such a high level serving in the day-to-day? Now, Ashley, my CEO, she answered this. And I'm going to give your her answers to you first because they're absolutely incredible. So she said, number one, She feels empowered by me to decide where the new ideas fit into our matrix. Instead of saying, no, that's a bad idea or no, we don't want to use that. We don't block them out because we don't have space for them now. We put them in our parking lot so we can revisit them and then come back and look at them later. And so it's the power of our parking lot and trusting that we don't have to run all 
eight races at the same time to create momentum in the company. It's also been a big area of growth for me to be able to actually sit in that spot. So it's a muscle. So what's actually actually is talking about is our parking lot. So the way that we work in the business is we work on outcomes, right? So let's say we're working three to four outcomes right now. One is planning for the next event. The next is getting the next eight podcasts in the queue, right? We have like four or five outcomes that we focus on. And anything that comes up that doesn't fit into that outcome where we're focusing goes into what we call the parking lot. And the parking lot is a space where we put the idea. And so if something new comes in, we'll grab the idea and then we'll write as many notes as possible. This came in, here's what I was thinking, boom. And we put it in the parking lot and then we get back to work on the outcome. When we're done with the outcome, we've earned the right to go into the parking lot and move something up into the next outcome. And so what we do is we look at the parking lot and then we prioritize, we'll review it and we'll look at the 12 things in it. We're like, okay, actually this needs to happen first, then this, then this. And if we ever get to a point where our parking lot is so overwhelmed, like we're never getting through it, not because there's all these little ideas that don't affect the core functions of the business, but there's things that are getting in the way, then we have clarity on what we need to hire or what support we need or what processes we need to change. And so that's kind of how we use a parking lot. And then the second thing that Ashley said is there's always, there's a desire to always grow, learn, and do better. And that hunger for wanting it to be better and not settling knowing that it is important for us to let go of it always being perfect and owning where things go wrong. I believe having a standard is important, but with that, knowing that it doesn't always have to be 100% perfect before launching into the world creates that higher level of output. So what I want to speak to about this is I'm going to summarize the rule for you. And so what it took me a long time to recognize when I struggled was that my perfection was actually the thing stopping me from growing and achieving my goals because I would ruminate on things that should have seen the light of the world months and months prior. And by the time they got out, they were always too late. And it took me years to learn this until I started launching courses and Google documents before they were made and kind of changed my career. But when really, really understanding that one of the things that I check myself on is that I say that I want to help people. I want to share this video. I want to share this course. I want to share this tip. And I have the tip being done. And rather than being in alignment with what I say, being an integral that I say, instead of just posting it, I'll look at it like I want to edit it. The lighting should be different. I said this wrong. I said this incorrectly. And I used to do that all the time. I wouldn't reshoot a video because I said something wrong, but I would be like, oh, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't do whatever. And I would get stuck in this for a long time. And it then took me a long time to realize that every time I did that, I was stopping myself from making money. I was stopping myself from helping somebody. I was stopping myself from sharing my message. And I was getting wrapped up in what it looked like rather than what it was for. And you've heard for years, right? Like content is king. It's the quality. It's not, I mean, it's the, it's the quality of the content, not the quality of the container, right? Like you see podcasts like Joe Rogan's that just started like at the bottom of the barrel and you see all these things, but we forget about it. And, and what ends up happening is we allow all that space to get in the way of us actually putting it into the world, getting the feedback that allows us to grow and change. And so what we focus on so much is if we have an idea and that idea passes our matrix of this is good, this is worth trying, we get to the minimum viable version that will get somebody a maximum result in the shortest amount of time, whether that's a piece of content, whether that's a video, whether that's a lead magnet. And then we record it, we do whatever, we put it out into the world and we run it. And, and like, for example, our customer journey lead magnet that a lot of people have gone through 
started as a Google document for 11 months. And it was just one Google document with a ton of podcasts smooched together, put in order. It took us about an hour to make. And then we put that into the world because it gave them what they needed. I said, watch this video, then this video, then this video. And it worked for people. And once it worked for a long period of time, people like, can you put this into emails? I'm like, sure. And then we turned it into a lead magnet. And it's the same one that we've been using for about 14 months now. And the only reason it's there is because we launched it, right? And so we understand, and I understand that the game changes every day. How I do content, what videos work, what hacks, what strategies, what tactics, all those things are going to change every single day. And the people that struggle to have a high output struggle because they're attached to those things without recognizing there's a deeper game. Irregardless of the strategies and tactics, your core content's never going to change. What you talk about, how you talk about it. And so rather than trying to make them all perfect, remain consistent with your message, right? Because that's the long game. And then when possible and when learning, try the strategies and tactics on top of that core message that are working to see which ones work and don't work. But you have to be unattached to the result to really, really make it work. Because in the game of marketing, in the game of entrepreneurship, in the game of business, it's like there's a hundred sharks that you can't see coming for you every day. The algorithms change, the networks change, anything you don't own changes. And that's just a rule of the game that we play on. And so how can you start to create output at a higher level, right? Well, the how for you is going to be completely dependent on what that looks like for you, right? So the first thing that I say that's very, very important for everybody is space, right? Awareness, right? You have to understand before you go do anything, what is there, what's possible, what you're trying to achieve. Because before you start, you have to challenge your thinking. I know I used to do it this way. Is there a better way to do it now? What would it look like if it could be done easier? Could I do it in an hour less? Do we still need it, right? So space is kind of the first game. That first part of space and, and giving yourself space to reflect also is what flexes the muscle of patience. And, and we say this all the time. Ashley said this in her answer. You cannot run eight races at a time. It is impossible, right? You cannot do it. And one of the reasons we try is because we're afraid to have patience. And a lot of the times it's because we don't write things down and we think they're going to leave our brain, right? And so if I'm recording this podcast right now, no matter which way I slice it, I can't be recording the event promo videos. And so I shouldn't be thinking about them. And the only reason I would be is because I would have not written something down, right? And so this space, this awareness space, this reflection space, this thinking time, whatever you want to call it, allows you to sit maybe a little bit uncomfortably, but then ask yourself the questions of like, okay, cool. Here's what's on my plate, but I can only take one bite at a time. Okay. I have to record those event promo videos. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's my thoughts. Okay, cool. I'm not thinking about that anymore. Put that to the side. I'm going to do the podcast right now. Okay. Here's where I go drop in, right? I can only run one race at a time. And so when I practice that awareness, when I practice that stillness, when I practice that reflection, think of yourself as a triage nurse and look at what's in front of you and then focus on what comes next, right? And so that's the first part of how this happens for anybody. The second part that I recommend everybody do is focus on outcomes, not to-do lists, right? Like if you have a podcast that has to go up twice a week, you, you know that it has to be edited, it has to be clipped, it has to do all those, but focus on outcomes and protect the outcomes and don't give yourself too many that are overwhelming. Once you have whatever that is, Find a process or a system for you that works that allows you to capture ideas because your ideas are great. The more ideas you have, the better. But it's when we act on all of those ideas before we really do our due diligence, right? So what I tell everybody is the ideas you have 
are like a hundred strangers dropping off random groceries in your kitchen and you own a restaurant. Before you can make a menu, you have to assess all of those ingredients and see which ones you're going to use. Your ideas are no different. And if you don't have and give yourself the space to sit with them, a lot of the times we chase an idea and it gets in the way of the core functions of the business, preventing things from working, creating more overwhelm. So once you have that, then you have to identify the core functions of the business. I've recommended this book a hundred times. If you have not listened to it yet, I don't know why. Don't keep asking. Read the book Clockwork by Mike Michalowicz. If you've read the book Clockwork and you're still struggling in your business, read his next book called Fix This Next, which helps you identify the core functions of your, your business. And so once you know the core functions of your business and once you know the needles movers of your business, how you win this game and create output is that you have those needle movers and you prioritize those every single day over everything else. And they come before anything. They have to be the priority. It has to be consistency. It has to be base hits. Once you're done with those needle movers, you have a parking lot to choose from and some ideation strategy, like I just talked about, of where you can go if those core functions are in. And if you know your queen bee role, or if you know you're done with them and a new idea is there, and this is what you're excited about, you have an awareness to triage the situation and get into practice and get into action. And when you do that, you either design it around the Eisenhower matrix and your behaviors or around the wedge of expectations and your behaviors, just like you're making a custom workout routine or just like you're making a recipe from the ingredients that you had, you then go execute and see if the recipe tastes good. And if when you get to the end, it doesn't taste good, don't throw the whole recipe in the trash. Ask what adjustments you have to make. Make the adjustments and then try it again. And once it passes the taste test, maybe that's you and then your team, then give it to your 20 best customers and see if it passes their taste test. And if they like it, great. Serve it to the world. If they don't, make some tweaks to it, then let them taste it again. And when they give you their thumbs up, put it out into the world. And so for me, the way that I'm able, in my opinion, to maintain a high level of output is I really am not attached. If my team told me today that nobody ever wanted to see my face on a podcast again, I wouldn't do a face on my podcast. If they said everyone they needed me in a pink jumpsuit, I'd try to wear a pink jumpsuit. Like I'm just willing to try. But I also recognize that just because I did it yesterday doesn't mean it's going to happen today. But as long as I remain consistent in my lighthouse, for lack of better terms, doing my needed movers, recording this podcast, coaching my clients, coaching people, putting free content into the world. And I do all those things first. And then with the space that I have, I use it to very much evaluate my ideas, see which ones excite me, see which ones are going to help the business and go chase them. If they work great, we bring them into our day to day. If they don't, we let them go. And sometimes we try them a couple months later. Sometimes we don't, but we kind of get back to work and like, what are we going to build today? How are we going to water our garden today? And if anything gets in the way of that, let me reference another podcast. I go to my SOS method because if something's stopping me from doing my needle movers or stopping me from executing on an idea, then there's something that I have to work on in myself, in my own being. Right. And that's what I have my SOS for. And so This really boils down to not having clarity of what we want our life to look like five years from now, but having an idea and then asking ourselves, what are the foundational parts that are going to get us there? And I like to think about mine as like a workout program, right? If I want a result, I have to be consistent. And so my needle movers, I find them and I'm as consistent as possible. So you need to use this to find your method. Because if I gave you my program to go to the gym, you'd maybe follow it for a little while, but you'd eventually have to adapt it for you. And so I've given you my program so you can adapt it, but you have to adapt it and start putting this into practice. And so one of the ways to focus on creating massive output 
is to focus on the foundational pieces that are deeper, right? The ones that don't just work today. They work today, next week, next month. And that requires you to have an awareness and time to think about how you can make those choices and behaviors to both win the short game with the strategies and tactics, but then constantly play the long game so that that benefit is titrating and adding up and boiling over to get you the result that you want. And so that's what I got for you in today's podcast. And that's where I'm going to wrap because I'm parched. I need some water and I like my new my new sign right here. If you're watching the video, I'm pretty stoked on that. It might be backwards. Um, and if you don't have one of my pink camo high-speed daddy bags, you should probably get one. Go to highspeeddaddy.com. That's not doing a promo, but I just realized I love my backpack and I don't talk about it enough and I own part of that company. So that's that's it. Highspeeddaddy.com. <laughs> Check it out. There's a pink camo bag because there has to be. So that's how I'm going to wrap today's show. I appreciate you. I love you to pieces. Have an absolute beautiful day. Remember that relationships will always beat algorithms. I will either see in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. And apparently I haven't thought of a new saying because I just said that one again. Somebody DM me a new way to end the show and I will, I will take it into consideration and try it. But other than that, have a beautiful day. We are out. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mind of George show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five-minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite-only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.